Hello, hello, hello. Good day and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And I wanted to start out tonight um, just uh, quickly talking about um, the passing of one of the great athletes of our time. Uh, Indeed, one may argue of any time, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Kobe Bryant uh, died as a result of a helicopter crash um, earlier today, um, along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, and along with seven other individuals who are not famous enough to uh, merit any kind of uh, notice here. Uh, Obviously, I say that in jest. I say it because, you know, people die every day. Um, You know, he was a celebrity, um, but these people have also died, and and their families are also suffering from grief. Um, but Kobe was a tremendous player. Um, he he definitely goes down as one of the all time greats in in the NBA. And even though myself I'm not a, a, a fan of basketball, um, I did watch it um, for for a little while uh, way back in the day. But as far as uh, you know the modern era goes. I don't really watch it, but you, you don't have to. Um, to be, you know, you you don't have to be uh, a fan of soccer to realize and to recognize someone like a Messi or a Ronaldo. You don't have to be you know um, uh, a hockey fan to know someone like a Gretzky. It's it's the same way. So anyway, um, uh, I I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because I absolutely hate that phrase, but. Definitely, I hope that uh, the families of all involved um, are getting some solace uh, and and that people are are looking after them. Um, Now, on to the the other major thing that I wanted to talk about, the thing that I was planning on talking about, and and in which I will talk about for this podcast, is the Wuhan coronavirus, okay? Um, So if you have been living under a rock, uh, for the last several days, you might not know this, but a virus, a highly contagious virus, has broken out. And the epicenter is in Wuhan in China. But it is spread now to, I think it's over 13 countries uh, at last, <clears throat> uh, including the United States, multiple uh, cases in the United States. Now, everyone wants to um, either downplay or upplay any of these viruses. The other, no, 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 it's not that big of a deal. It's not going to happen, and nothing's going to happen. Yes, some people are getting coughs and congestion and, you know, uh, sore throats. Or people want to run around with the whole, you know, this is World War Z, okay? This is it. It's the apocalypse. It's the end of the world. Um, So at After School History, we are committed to bringing you my wonderful listeners, um, the truth, and to bringing you um, an unvarnished view of reality. Uh, So what I'm going to say is the following. There are some serious questions to be asked with this virus. First of all, first of all, there are reports, there are rumors that, that have been circulating and I, I'm again, those of you who know me know that I'm not a conspiracy theorist. In fact, I always look for the anti 
conspiracy answer. But in this case, we're dealing with a government, Chinese government, will probably now take me off of TikTok because of this, who are by their nature, as an authoritarian regime, they are very, very secretive. There are reports that there was a biological warfare institute in Wuhan. Still is, if you will. And that this is possibly something they were trying to design that has gotten out. Now, why do I say this? I say this because, quite frankly, it makes a lot of sense. The recent reports that have been coming out, this is in the beginning, everyone's just like, oh, no, it's just a, it's, it's a sickness. It's like SARS, the swine flu, all these other things that have broken out. Okay, fair enough. It hasn't killed hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands yet. But here's the thing that got me when I woke up this morning. The Chinese government admitted, they admitted, and that's big because authoritarian regimes almost never admit anything that makes them look bad. They admitted that this particular virus is highly communicable before, before symptoms show up. Now, I say that because Let's just say for argument's sake, and obviously I'm, I'm just being speculative here. I'm not being serious because, you know, I'm sitting in my study right now and I have nowhere near the level of uh, degrees, intelligence uh, in a particular area. Obviously, I'm, you know, ridiculously intelligent, but that goes without saying, <clears throat> even though I just did. Uh, but I, I don't have the ability to create a plague but if I did, if I was looking to create a plague, I would be looking to create something that didn't manifest, didn't make itself obvious until after a certain period of time where everyone was able to catch it. Okay, that's huge. Because you don't want people to notice it. If you had a if you if you developed uh say you're developing a virus to spread to people. Biological warfare, right? Now, if people right off the bat started getting, you know, started vomiting blood, everyone would be like, oh my God, people are vomiting blood. Separate them. Put them in quarantine, you know. But you don't want that because then, you know, it, it's, it's not really that effective because there's an obvious problem that's being observed right off the bat. What you want is you want people to walk around for a week or so with the virus, infecting other people before symptoms show. Because that's where you get to the point where <clears throat> the more people you infect, even if the mortality rate is low. So let's just say for argument's sake that only 10% of the people who caught this died. Only 5% died. Okay, that's fine. If you infect 1,000 people, well, you're going to have 50 deaths. But if you can infect 10 million, 100 million people, 
even if the death toll is extremely low, the, the mortality rate, I'm sorry, is extremely low, you're still going to kill a lot of people. And it's possible that this is something that just got out of the bag, okay? I will say this, though, because I know, uh, you know, when I talk to my students, like I said, <clears throat> and other people uh, in my life, they're running around, you know, chicken little, the sky is falling. Listen, the bottom line is this, unless the mortality rate, unless the amount, let's say if the mortality rate is 5% or 10%, it's still, even if it's highly communicable, it's still not going to kill that many people compared to our population. Now, Am I downplaying? Because I can imagine people being like, my God, Ashitino, are you trying to say the deaths of 10 million people is nothing? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. It's terrible. It's tragic. I, I, I really, really, really hope that we get a handle on this thing. Okay? I do. I don't want that many people dying. I don't want anyone dying. Okay? I, I mean, it, the fact that, uh, according to the Chinese government, I think the, the latest count now maybe over 50, it depends. It depends on who you're listening to. Um, I think that that's tragic, and I don't want that. I don't want anyone dying from these diseases. But if you're going to talk about this as one of these things, like some people are like, this is the next pandemic that's going to wipe the human race out. No, you have to do a lot of killing for the human race to get knocked out. First of all, you have to do a lot of killing before we even go into full panic mode, Okay. Even if, you know, in a country like China, if a few million people died, which would be, by the way, the largest death toll from a virus um, in, in recent history, it still would be a fairly drop in the bucket, as you will. And again, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this. Um, in, in a way that, I, you know, you're going to be like, well, you don't care about millions of people. I do. But if you're talking about, because some people are running around, I've been reading different websites, I've been, I've been listening to certain people, talking about this could be the next big thing, this could wipe out, you know, half of humanity, a social breakdown, social disorder. No, it's not going to, okay? It's not going to. Not at the rate it is now, at least, all right? At the rate it is now, the death told the, the the mortality rate that's going out there now it's not going to do anything major um but it is a reminder it is a solid reminder that um these viruses exist and that they can they can wreak unspeakable damage and devastation and that we always have to be ready as a species. Okay, we have to be ready for these viruses. What will happen? I mean, you, you don't want to be, you know, this one, like I said, even though it's not, yeah, I, I don't feel it's the big one. There could come, what, what if there came another virus that was very similar? It was highly contagious, didn't manifest the symptoms for a week until after you, you contracted them. And... <clears throat> it had a mortality rate of 50%. That's the kind of game changer I worry about. That's the kind of thing I sit back and think, hmm, what's going on here? All right? And it could happen. 
And that's why we need to, you know, the in, in the United States, the CDC and the WHO, the World Health Organization, they need to be on top of things with this. And the problem is, again, the media love this kind of stuff. I mean, they, they you know, it was, uh, aside from the Trump imp- impeachment trial, uh, you know, and then, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant dying, which took over the headlines of uh, a lot of uh, Western media uh, and media in other places, not just the West, <clears throat> but this, the, the Wuhan virus, the coronavirus, as they're calling it, I mean, this was the major thing. This was the major thing. Uh, it, it's going around and it's been in so many different countries. So, but, the, you know, they're playing this up. Um, it's not, according to everything that we know so far, it is not on the level of deadliness. I mean, re- remember that the the so-called, and I hate using this name for it, the Spanish influenza, because uh, as those of you who know history, uh, well, no, it had nothing to do with Spain. Um, a, a quick primer for those of you who are not historians, or maybe just don't know this, the bottom line is that in World War I, when uh, this very terrible version of the flu broke out, and it was a version of the flu um, that really affected people with healthy immune systems. It caused their immune systems to go into overdrive and kill them, as opposed to the normal flu. Normal strains of flu usually just affect people with weakened immune systems, the elderly, the newborns. This one hit people that had healthy immune systems, and that's why it was especially, especially devastating. <clears throat> but because we were in the middle of this little thing called World War I, which you can listen all about to on my podcast. Um, the Spanish government was the only government that actually published uh, information about this flu, and it got the name the Spanish flu. Most likely, it originated in uh, the United States, actually, um, and then spread uh, elsewhere. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of speculation on things. The bottom line was it didn't start in Spain, but it got the name the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu killed tens of millions of people, but it wasn't at any point threatening to erase humanity. Um, no disease really has. I mean, the, the bubonic plague in its first iteration, probably the closest that we have, um, it killed, you know, between a third and two thirds of Europe's population at the time. So <clears throat> that was ridiculously, uh, but, you know, at that time, there was no real medicine. You know, people believed in, in bleeding people out. The, the flagellants went by whipping themselves, exposing, you know, their skin to things. You know, I, I, it, was, it was not the best. You know, the, the solution to that was let's grab some Jews and, you know, burn them alive. Um, unfortunately, that happened to be the European solution to many things, um, which is absolutely, you know, atrocious and and stupid, but that's how it was back then. Um, The point is that today we have medicine and we have the knowledge to deal with these outbreaks. Will we always be able to control them? I don't know. We might not. We might not. There's the possibility, especially if it was a very fast-acting epidemic, that we might not be able to keep up with it. Might overwhelm things, 
And people, of course, will go into full breakdown mode. You know, they'll, they'll go into panic mode, aided by the media. But for the most part, you know, we're, we are much better suited to deal with a, a, a pandemic today. I think that we have been in our history and we will deal with them. Okay. So for everyone that's running around now, I mean, look, a, a week from now, this virus may have spread to 50 countries and there may be, you know, thousands and thousands of deaths. And then uh, you guys can feel free to, uh, you know, report, uh, you know, to, to comment on my podcast and be like, he said, blah, 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 blah. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying that, you know, what we need to keep in mind is that major outbreaks happen. And for those of you who are going to come out and be like, well, we're due for it. Well, you know what? It's, it's almost like that's the gambler's fallacy. You're always due for something, right? You're due to roll a seven. It's coming up. You haven't rolled a seven in a while. This is for craps for people who don't know gambling. Or you're due, you're due for a 10, you know, in blackjack. Oh, it's coming. I know it. No, uh, uh, you know, every, every roll, that, probably that last one's not the best example because you can actually um, study out how many cards are left. But with, with rolling the dice, that's the best example. Nothing is due. People are like, oh, the last epidemic was 100 years ago. We're due for another one. But are we really? Okay. I mean, who says it has to come every 100 years? Who says it has to break out every so often? I mean, could it happen? Absolutely. There's always the possibility, every day, there's a possibility that some ridiculously virulent strain of uh, the, the flu, of any kind of virus, it could break out. That could happen, no question. But to try and draw parallels, be like, well, it's been 100 years, so we're due for it. No, that's, that's, not, how, that's not how science works. That's not how biology works, okay? So don't get too worked up about that. That's really what I wanted to do with this. I wanted to make people aware um, that, uh, you know, we, we don't, nothing is guaranteed, okay? And, and you need to know um, that even though there's this you know, virus spreading and going out, it's, it's not the, quote, literal end of the world. So I, I hope that you do keep that in mind. I really do. Um, and I guess that's, that's pretty much the point. I wanted to talk about that for this podcast. Um, also, the last thing, uh, yeah, I, I started with it, so I'll end with it. Uh, because I know a lot of people, are, you know, it's, it's huge on the media with Kobe Bryant. Um, it's an excellent reminder. Kobe is my age. He was born the same year I was. He's 41. You know, I mean, he's he's not been as successful in, as me in, in many areas. I mean, you know, he's he's done some things. He's won a couple of NBA titles and, you know, made, you know, tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. I really don't know. Uh, no, you know, not, not as successful as I've been, but I don't hold that against him. But it's a reminder that no matter who you are, no matter how much money you have, um, a, a good reminder is this that all life is very fragile, okay? And that, you know what? You're born today. You're, nothing is given. Nothing is a given. Tomorrow is not a given. 
Okay? Kobe didn't wake up this morning when he woke up thinking, hey, you know what? This is the last day I'm going to be alive. I'm not thinking that. I'm, I'm going to bed in a little bit. I'm not thinking, hey, tomorrow morning when I drive to work, in the greatest school district in the Milky Way galaxy, Elizabeth Public Schools, I'm not thinking, you know what, I'm, I, I might get into a car accident on the way there and not make it. I'm not thinking that. I'm making plans for the future. I'm making plans for the summer. I'm going to go see Chelsea over spring break. I'm going to go and, and, you know, Disney maybe later this summer. But the reality is that you don't have tomorrow. It's not a guarantee, no matter how much money. I mean, this is a man who had a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, and now he's gone. And I think that that's really a reminder for all of us. It should be. You know, it should be. That's the one thing I always say. I don't treat one life differently than another in that sense. But it should be a reminder that no matter how much money you have, no matter how famous you are, not, nothing is guaranteed. Okay? Nothing is guaranteed. You don't have tomorrow. You have right now. But, you know, as he boarded that helicopter for that, you know, small flight, and again, he didn't think, that's it, it's going to happen. People who board planes, people who get in a car and drive it, people who walk out to get their mail, you know, they don't think, that's it, you know, this might be the last few minutes of my life. So please, I encourage all of you, my loyal listeners, to think about life, to think about what it means, and to go out there and and to really, I know that this sounds like a cliche, but you, those of you who follow me know I love cliches, um, live every day as if it's your last, because you don't know. You really don't know. With that, I will leave you all, my loyal listeners. Um, I hope that everything is going swimmingly. In your life, the month of January is just about past us right now. It is the last week, and we will be going into February very soon. Um, Another reminder that uh, life goes by very quickly, and uh, if you don't stop to smell the roses, you might just miss them. Credit to my, uh, well, I wasn't that old when it came out, but uh, Ferris Bueller. Anyway, uh, any comments that you have, please do send them to me. Uh, again, Instagram, uh, Antonius Optimus, After School History, TikTok, uh, The Mad Historian, or Acheron21. Uh, and um, you can also, on the Anchor app, you can comment, leave a voice message. Whatever it is, let me know what's going on, and let me know what I can do to make this even better for you. Other than that, I wish you well, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>